How to tell if a weight bias training is really diet culture in disguise. This is the Weight and Healthcare newsletter. If you appreciate the content here, please consider supporting the newsletter by subscribing and or sharing. As the diet industry works hard to co-opt the language of weight neutral health and fat liberation and misuse it to sell weight loss interventions, I'm seeing more and more anti-weight bias trainings that are actually just diet industry marketing in disguise. Sometimes the trainers are very aware of what they're doing. Sometimes they're actually well-meaning, but simply duped by diet culture. Regardless, this is especially dangerous since the attendees leave thinking that they've learned how to reduce or eliminate weight stigma, when in fact what they've learned is how to be uncompensated, unwitting marketers for the diet industry, increasing weight stigma in the process. Here are some common red flags. The trainer is one or more of the following involved in quote-unquote obesity medicine, paid to sell, prescribe, or provide weight loss interventions, takes payments from the weight loss industry, or represents an astroturf organization like the quote obesity action coalition or quote obesity society, etc. Taking the position that I don't want to stigmatize fat people, but I want to dedicate my career to eradicating them and making sure no more ever exist for profit is not an anti-weight stigma stance. You cannot be invested ideologically or monetarily in anti-fatness, aka anti-quote obesity, and be anti-weight stigma. They are mutually exclusive positions. Two, the training uses pathologizing or quote person-first language. The words obese and overweight were literally made up to pathologize and medicalize higher weight bodies. Overweight is inherently shaming, as it indicates that a body is, quote, over whatever weight is being considered correct, and obese comes from a Latin word that just means to eat until fat, so much more stereotype and science there. Person-first language, which is saying person with obesity or person affected by obesity or person with overweight, etc., does not come from weight neutral health community or fat liberation community. It was co-opted from disability community where it is controversial by the weight loss industry in the service of their goal of declaring that simply existing in a higher weight body, regardless of any measure or concept of health, is a quote, chronic lifelong health condition that requires their profit-driving interventions for treatment. This is not about reducing stigma. It's about increasing the bottom line of the weight loss industry. Three, the training suggests that weight loss is a solution for weight stigma. If they list bullying, lack of accommodation, or other types of weight stigma as a reason that people need access to weight loss interventions, including and especially drugs and surgeries, then they are inciting bias, not reducing it. While weight stigma is real and does real harm, and fat people are allowed to make whatever choices they want in dealing with it, in an anti-bias training, it is wildly inappropriate to teach that oppressed people should have to change themselves, including risking their lives and quality of life with dangerous and or expensive weight loss interventions, to escape oppression. Teaching that oppressed people should change themselves to suit their oppressors is not an anti-stigma position. Even if someone believes that fat people are less healthy than thin people, healthism does not justify weight stigma. If the curriculum is not working to create a world that fully affirms and accommodates fat people, then it's likely diet industry propaganda. Next, if they suggest that the quote real injustice is a lack of access to weight loss interventions. 
I'm seeing this more and more from people who work for or take payments from the weight loss industry. They try to claim that the true injustice and stigma is that some people don't have access to their dangerous and expensive interventions. This has actually nothing to do with reducing weight stigma and instead is part of the weight loss industry's long game to get their procedures covered by insurance, which will vastly increase their profit potential. They're playing the rename game. There is definitely a place in anti-bias training for discussing language. However, if instead of working to dismantle stigmatizing diet culture concepts, they're just renaming them. For example, instead of willpower, use commitment, or instead of ideal weight, use goal weight, etc., then they are just repackaging diet culture. Reducing bias isn't about using different words for the same harmful concepts and practices. It's about dismantling the biased paradigm and using words that create a new paradigm. So instead of, quote, obese, for example, using fat or higher weight and stopping conceptualizing weight as ideal or healthy or a goal, etc. They claim that the problem is that there just isn't enough anti-fat education. If they are claiming that healthcare practitioners and others should receive more education about pathologizing fat people and prescribing or recommending weight loss interventions, this is a weight loss marketing seminar. This is not an anti-bias training. If Novo Nordisk is involved. Having made and continuing to make a literal fortune from price gouging on insulin, Novo Nordisk is bringing this same attitude and the Purdue Pharma OxyContin marketing playbook to their weight loss drug Wagovi, which they've promised their shareholders will be a massive profit driver. I wrote more about this on weight and healthcare. You can also check out the latest episode of the excellent podcast Untrapped, during which I got to talk about this with the brilliant Louise Adams and Fiona Weiler. If the training message is, don't blame fat people, but do focus on eradicating them. If they are only admitting the fact that weight isn't a simple matter of calories in, calories out, so they can use that as a reason to promote diet drugs and weight loss surgeries, then again, you are not at an anti-stigma training. You are at a marketing seminar for the weight loss industry. Even worse, if they're acting like they just discovered this fact, when true anti-weight stigma and fat liberation activists have been screaming about it from the rooftops for literally decades. Bottom line, a true anti-weight bias, anti-stigma training depathologizes fatness and promotes a world that fully affirms and accommodates fat people. While there may be harm reduction models that fall short of this, if any of the red flags above are present, it tells me that I should do even more digging about who is creating, funding, and providing this training and who is profiting from the ideas presented. Please feel free to put other red flags that you have noticed in the comments on the piece. Did you find this helpful? You can subscribe for free to get future newsletters delivered direct to your inbox or choose a paid subscription to support the newsletter and get special benefits. Go to weightandhealthcare.com and click subscribe.